Hello, chickity lickities. I realize that there are some new people listening to this podcast, and they might be confused about why I call my listeners my little chickens or chicks or chickadees. So let me explain really quick. Some of my favorite scriptures about Jesus are when he says that he would gather his people like a mama hen gathers her chicks under her wings. You'll have to look up a video of a mama hen gathering her chicks. It's really cute. Anyway, the hens do this when there's danger around in order to protect their chicks. And I love thinking that our Savior protects and shields us from danger too. Anyway, I often call my own kids my little chicks or chicken lickens. And even sometimes I call them my chicken nuggets. Haha. <laughs> Is that silly or what? Anyway, I love my listeners too, and each time I record these stories, I imagine that you're all sitting next to my kids in a circle surrounding me, so that is why I call you my little chicks too. Anywho, let's get started with today's story. We are going to learn about some teachings that Nephi's little brother Jacob gave to the Nephites. Remember, Nephi had ordained Jacob and Joseph to be priests and teachers at this point, which means that they had priesthood power and authority. Jacob starts out saying, Hello, everyone. I know I've spoken to you all about many things before, but today I want to talk to you about your souls. I have worried very much about you guys and have tried my best to teach you, just like my dad Lehi would have, about the truths in the scriptures that we have. Today, Nephi asked me to speak to you about some of Isaiah's teachings. We're hoping that his words will help you learn about God and glorify his name. Now, since we're all part of the house of Israel, I'm going to share some of Isaiah's prophecies about the house of Israel. Isaiah said, The Lord said that he was going to set up a sign of sorts through the Gentiles, and that the Gentiles would carry the house of Israel's sons in her arms, and would carry the house of Israel's daughters on their shoulders. Gentile kings would be their nursing fathers, and queens would be their nursing mothers. Some of the Gentiles would bow down at the house of Israel's feet and lick up their their feet dust. The saints of God would not be ashamed of their beliefs in God, and everyone would know that the Lord is God. Now, those who are listening, I don't know about you, but sometimes Isaiah's writings can seem kind of funny and silly, and sometimes they're confusing too. And Jacob knew that the Nephites might be thinking the same thing about Isaiah's words. So he took a moment to explain these scriptures to them. He said, You guys, the Lord has given me a vision of Jerusalem and has shown me that it was captured and destroyed by the Babylonians, just like my dad Lehi saw and prophesied would happen. The Lord also showed me that in the future, some members of the house of Israel who had been taken prisoner by the Babylonians would return to Jerusalem again. And after many years, the Lord would be born in that area and would live with them and teach them. But they would harden their hearts against him and stiffen their necks, against, their necks against him. If your neck is stiff, do you think it's easy to look up to heaven? No, I don't think so, which is why Jacob said they would stiffen their necks against the Lord. They would have such hard hearts and such stiff necks that they would choose to scourge the Lord and crucify him. And after they did that, then God would judge them as the wicked people they chose to be and would afflict and smite them and scatter them all over the earth. But 
because of the promise the Lord had made to Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and Joseph, which was that he wouldn't let their children be completely destroyed, then he would mercifully gather them back to the house of Israel and gather them into his church again one day. He would do this through the work of the Gentiles. Jacob explained that if the Gentiles were faithful and tried to help build Zion or God's kingdom and did not join themselves to the great and abominable church that Nephi had taught about, then they would be saved. Jacob explained that it was the people who fought against Zion and God's covenant people who would lick up the dust of the saints' feet, which sounds weird, but it means that they would bow down and have great respect for God's saints. Isaiah defined God's saints as those who waited patiently and faithfully for him to come to the earth, both the first and the second times. Did you know that we here on this earth are preparing right now for Jesus to come to the earth the second time? It's true. When he comes again, he's going to appear in power and great glory and will save and protect all, the, all those who have made covenants with Heavenly Father. But he will destroy all our enemies and those who don't believe in him. There will be fires and great storms and earthquakes and wars and pestilences and famines. And because of all these things, the wicked will know that the Lord is God and is all-powerful. Then Jacob continued to quote from Isaiah. Through him, Jesus asked the scattered Israelites, Even though you're scattered, do you really think that I'm going to keep you scattered? Do you think I've cast you off forever? No way. I never break the special covenants that I have made. I have not sold you to anyone or broken any covenants. But you have sold yourselves and have chosen to break our covenants. And when you break a covenant with me, then I am not bound to you anymore unless you repent. I wanted to have a special relationship with you, but when I called for you, no one answered. Why? Do you think that I don't have the power to redeem you or deliver you from your enemies? You must not understand my power then. With one word, I can dry up the sea and the rivers and kill all the fish in them. I have power to turn the heavens black. And so, you must see, I have the power to redeem you. I love you so much and want you to return to me. Then Isaiah said that the Lord had called him to be a prophet and had given him the strength to bear all the hard things that would happen to him, like people making fun of him and hitting him and spitting on him. But regardless of what happened, Isaiah did not feel afraid of his enemies because he knew that the Lord had the power to destroy them when he decided to. He knew that if he was faithful, that he would get to live in heaven forever, even if he had to go through some hard things while he was on the earth. Isaiah warned the house of Israel that if they tried to walk through the darkness of the world, using their own lights for their own fires, it would only lead to sorrow. This meant that if they thought that they could save themselves or comfort themselves and teach themselves the way to get back to heaven, it wouldn't work they would only end up feeling sad. I kind of understand what Isaiah is talking about here. There have been times in my own life, and maybe there will be times in yours, when you feel like you don't need or even want help from Heavenly Father. 
It might feel easier to try and solve your problems on your own without praying or reading your scriptures or going to church. But Isaiah is telling us here that it's like trying to walk through darkness with little sparks of fire that we try to make ourselves. When we pray and read scriptures and follow the prophets and go to church, it's like we open up heaven's windows to help us with our challenges. In those ways, we allow Heavenly Father and Jesus to light our path in front of us with their big, bright, perfect light that will never lead us the wrong way. Now, let's see. Isaiah also asked the Israelites to remember their ancestors, Abraham and Sarah, and to remember the covenant that God had made with them. God promised them that in the last days, which are our days right now, he would make their posterity's wildernesses like the Garden of Eden, so beautiful. He would make their deserts like luscious gardens and fill them with joy, gladness, thanksgiving, and the voice of melody. Now, you might be wondering if you are a descendant of Abraham and Sarah. Let me tell you, most of the people in the world are descended from Abraham and Sarah and are part of the house of Israel. But even if you're not, you can be adopted into the house of Israel if you make covenants with God. It's so wonderful. So the gathering of Israel isn't just gathering people who are direct descendants of Abraham and Sarah, but it's a gathering of everyone and anyone on the earth who wants to be a part of God's kingdom. Isn't that amazing? It's such a wonderful part of God's plan that his blessings and promises are available to everyone on earth and everyone who has ever lived on the earth so long as they are willing to let God prevail or have the greatest importance in their lives. Do you want to hear some more blessings available to God's saints? He said that even though the earth decays and grows old and even though people die here on the earth, His righteousness and his power to save us will never die or be destroyed. He promised his saints that they wouldn't ever have to be afraid of anyone or anything on the earth, since all those things and people eventually die. He said, Just like moths eat up clothes and worms eat up wool, time and the natural order of things on earth will eat away the things that belong on the earth. But my power lasts forever. And then the Lord asked the saints to do something that Lehi asked Laman and Lemuel to do often. He said, Awake! Wake up! Put on your strength! Or in other words, accept my help and power in your lives, just like the prophets did long ago. I saved and protected them. I dried up the Red Sea so that the Israelites could pass over it, and I can save and protect you now. When the saints are gathered and let me save and redeem them, they will come singing into Zion. Never-ending joy and happiness will be theirs, and sadness will run away from them. I am the one who comforts my saints, so please don't forget me or forget that I have the power to do everything. I created this world that you live on, and I have the power to protect you. Wake up, saints. Don't choose wickedness and punishment anymore. Punishment like destruction and famine and wars is terrible, and it's what you're going to experience unless you turn to me and repent. I am willing to save you from these terrible things if you will just come back to me and seek for my help. I will even punish your enemies if you just wake up and change your ways. 
Put on your beautiful garment, Zion. Or, in other words, trade your desires for the dark things of this world, for the beautiful things of heaven, and come live with me in heaven where nothing dirty or wicked can live. Loose yourselves from the bands and chains of sin and wickedness and come to me. Well, that is the end of our story for today. And in our next story, Jacob is going to share with us what he thought about Isaiah's teachings. Until then, have a wonderful day, little chickies. Goodbye.